another episode, another opportunity to change that uh, that mind of yours. Hi everybody, this is Annette. Glad that you can join me for an ongoing series on living life on the edge here on the um, the Digital Vibe podcast. How are you? How are you doing? Well, I'm glad for those of you who've decided to join the show and listen to this podcast. I get a little carried away every once in a while, but in, in a good way. You can tell I really like this stuff. Well, it's it's also a combination of my experience. It is. It's both of those things. Because I, I, I live this, you know. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't real in me. So I, I don't believe in pretense. Nah. You're never going to find that with me. I'll be totally honest with you. That's me. I'm not like that. I don't play games. <laughs> I'm authentic. I'm very authentic. Um, the mind does play tricks on you, doesn't it? But the thing is, if you let it. So it's, it's, it's a choice made. Not an easy one, but I guarantee you, it's going to be well worth it. It takes courage to stand for who and what you're really about. We've been trained, though, in our minds, a secret warning system you've been trained to ignore. That's the topic of this one. It's not the facts that we fear, but our feelings about them. David Hawkins. The fastest way to freedom is to feel your feelings. Gita Bellin. Studies are showing that beyond the brain in our skulls, we have a second brain operating in our bodies. The enteric nervous system houses this other brain responsible for communicating to our first brain about our mental state and those strong feelings in our gut. You know where they get that feeling, trust your gut? That's where those gut feelings are. Some people call this intuition. Follow your intuition. Some people call it emotions. Regardless of the label, there is a symbiotic and critical relationship between our mind and emotions. They fuel and trigger each other. Maybe one day I feel sad, says the second brain, and my mind, the first brain, knowing that I feel sad, starts seeking out a story to justify my feelings. Or conversely, as I start thinking of something, my first brain at work, my mind's story triggers a state of emotion in my body or my second brain. It's back and forth, it's a back and forth relationship. It is important to understand this because in our culture, emotions are distrusted. We've been taught that emotions indicate a lack of self-control, another limited beliefs. This creates a, two groups of dysfunction. In the first group are those who always shelve their emotions. They keep it hidden. They don't say anything. They don't allow themselves to be vulnerable. 
they're pretty good at suppressing emotions to the point of feeling completely numb. Then there's the other group who tend to strongly experience and express everything they feel, whether it's anger, frustration, or sadness at the expense of those around them. I'll say that again, at the expense. That's not healthy. At times, those in this group may also suppress their emotions, but usually only when they feel guilt after having just gone on an emotional free-for-all. I've met a lot of them in business. A lot of them are on the stage of life. But they don't feel bad until... And then they say the two words you hear all the time. I'm sorry. Wow, you know how many times... Whether somebody has said that to me or not means nothing to me. It's like the cigarette smoker who's found out that they have cancer and they decide to continue smoking anyway. If you're truly tired and you truly want to live out the rest of your, your life being healthy, you're not sorry enough when you continue. You're not sorry. Well, in a way, you are sorry. And I've said that many times, so I'm going to be honest with you. You are sorry. Because if you can take a situation in your life and make light of it and decide that you're going to do something that's going to be self-destructive, then you are sorry. And I've shared that emotion too. But this, this, this love-hate, living in a love-hate relationship with their second brain, which is the body, will call, that's going to cause all sorts of, of, of imbalance. And as my mentor says, anybody who's internally divided, nothing is worse for society than an internal combustible person that is turned within themselves. When you're turned within yourself, you're turned inside out. There's no hope for a person like that. And both groups are actually being controlled by their emotions. And guess where that emotion comes from? Guess where it comes from? Childhood. Now, like I said, back to childhood is not a bad thing. But if you have a if you're a person that has experienced a bad childhood and you took it upon yourself to be responsible for never letting that happen in your life, that is a great thing. That is a great thing. You've acknowledged that and you said you were never going to be that. So you didn't continue that cycle. That's a great thing. Always know that. Because you don't want to carry that on. And like I said, you see all this senseless violence and all this garbage simply because of that. 
when somebody does that, like I, I shared with you the last episode about the Will Smith thing. Somebody who couldn't suppress his emotions. But it stems from where? It goes back to childhood. And they've never dealt with that. But you know what? There comes a time. You can't keep blaming forever. You're destroying and imploding yourself. Unless you want that. But it's that, that manipulation, that puppet string called your childhood is manipulating you. Picture a toddler playing on the floor. This little toddler is quite upset because one of his toys has just been taken away. He doesn't know why. In fact, he cannot even comprehend why. Why is my toy being taken away from me? He simply wants what was removed. The only communication available to this little boy is to cry and throw a hissy fit. So what is the likely result? The toddler will be either a reprimanded, being trained to suppress his emotions, or he may be ignored, being trained to be even more expressive of his emotions in order to defy or gain the concern of someone. So it's either those two things are dangerous. Either you suppress it or ignored. And when it's either, there's going to be problems. When my daughter is processing her emotions, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Often her emotions bleed into my emotions because I don't fully understand and tend to suppress my emotions. And I have a strong desire to suppress hers as well. I don't want, you know, you know, I, you know, kind of like keep it quiet. But one thing I learned in life as, as, as I've evolved and grown, I myself experienced that. And the tendency to suppress somebody else is not a good thing. It's not. So when you grow up in an environment that two things happen, you were either ignored or you were suppressed. And it's those two things that happen in life that set the stage for when we become adults. Why do you think we have, well, let me say, oh gosh, why do you think the social movement and the causes of today are today? Because people were either suppressed as childhood or ignored. I can honestly say in this scenario, I was ignored. That's why I do what I do now. But I, re I respond and do everything in a healthy manner. I've learned how to, over the years in my life, I temper my emotions. See, my, I, I have won the battle. There is no struggle anymore for me, okay, with my mind. I am, I am incredibly fortunate to be able to, I step back from life. I reflect, I reflect so much. And I express myself of who I am. And I'm not, I'm not gonna shy away from truth in my life. That wouldn't do you any good because I'd be a fake if I said that wasn't true. But I battle this stuff too. 
But suppressing your emotions, you know, sometimes you're told, oh, yeah, don't cry. Don't cry. Suppress your emotions. Be quiet. Boom. Especially to, to men. So then later on in life, you take those emotions out there in the marketplace of life, and then I have to experience your suppression. Not too pleasant for me. And then the ignored, on the other hand, too, it's the same thing. If you don't see me, you ignore me. That means you're telling me I don't even, I'm of no value to you. But what I learned out of that part in my life was that, you know what, the more that I was ignored, the more the universe showed me my self-worth. That's, that's the thing. The unlimitedness of the universe showed me my worth and my value to me. And I believe that. So I didn't have this overwhelming, overarching need to, 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 to be seen so much. I just wanted to I just needed to see myself and that's it. And to understand that this is who you are, be your authentic self. And when I see that about me, I've accepted that about me. I can express my emotions in such a healthy manner. Nothing is suppressed because I'm being real. So, it can go from, gener- I mean, it can, it can go from years to years to years and never dealt with. A lot of things happen at childhood. And then when we don't deal with them later on in life, they entangle us. An angry person in a room full of adults easily, even if unconsciously, transfers anger and agitation to others present. This is the same for more positive emotions as well. The energy of an excited, passionate person is also contagious. Have you ever been to a um, a uh, entrepreneurial conference where everybody's talking about creating a positive mindset and living the life you love and creating the life you deserve? Well, that's the thing I'm talking about. That's contagious. Just like negativity is. We often don't know how to be present with others who are experiencing extreme sadness, anger, or fear. That is, this is because most of us feel guilty when we ourselves feel strong and extreme emotions. And I guess that's where empathy comes from. But one thing I've learned about that word empathy, I'm careful with that because I don't often want to relate to them. I don't often want to relate to an apathetic person because I'm an edge walker. I live a, 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 a fil- unfiltered, no, filtered a life that is out there, a free life, a life of abundance and abundant thinking. I love my life. I'm happy with it. And so I'm going to express myself that way. So I can't, I can't feel comfortable sometimes. I don't feel comfortable with somebody who's not. But those of you, I'm sharing this with, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because there were times I couldn't do that. So I'm doing it in my way. So I can't be that way because that's not being me. I can share with you what causes that and why that is, you know, the way that you are. These limited beliefs, they creep in. I've had them happen too. 
But one thing I've learned how to do is I've learned how to temper it, control it, and be mindful. I've, I, I live that. By reacting to our emotions through suppression or uncontrolled expression, we attempt to hide the wound. And that's the problem. The wound is still there. We can attempt to hide our emotions for a little while, but these feelings, they're deeply rooted in our childhood, will continue to manifest themselves. And like I said, well into adulthood. And if negative emotions are triggered and they keep popping up at random times, what type of stories will our minds create? They're gonna tell us the same thing back. You see, you are just like you're this. You're just like you're that. The mind is what, what you've created there is limited, limited beliefs again and again. Each time they show up, our mind reacts. Hence, we create a whole new set of limited beliefs. It's a cycle. It repeats itself over and over again until it's broken. Those who have a healthy relationship with their emotions are rare. Let me tell you something. We're rare. Most people either overly suppress their emotions, are controlled by every whim of their emotions, or fluctuate wildly between the two extremes. That's why it's important to live a very, a dissected life, a examined life, a, a life of mindfulness, a life where you meditate and step back from life. I met a couple of rare ones. They're very rare to meet someone. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to do this on this episode, but I'm going to share with you my experience when um, when I was getting some auto insurance. I must... I, I, I keep it to myself until I'm ready. I'm savoring this one for a while. But what an experience to meet someone that's rare. That's rare. But you know what? There is a better way. There's always a solution, isn't there? Instead of viewing emotions as something foreign to be suppressed and ignored, instead of viewing them as something to fear or feel guilty about, instead of viewing them as your identity, to which you identify. Consider this. Check this out. Emotions are an advanced warning system within the body. They're simply energy in motion. If you can control that energy in motion, we've just never been trained to use them properly. Emotions simply want to be acknowledged. Their warnings noted. Imagine your emotions as part of your body, raising their hand like in a classroom and saying, excuse me, I'm a little bit worried about doing, the, doing that because of X, Y, Z. 
Simply recognizing and feeling an emotion that is present opens us up to much deeper wisdom. That's why it's important to be vulnerable with your emotions. Emotions are not the enemy. That's just who you are when you feel something. And they are not undesirable. On the contrary, emotions are a significant barometer of life designed to give us important feedback about our circumstances and our decisions. I'm not saying that emotions are always the master over your life, but they do supply important data that we cannot afford to ignore and suppress. That's why I started a podcast. I did, because of that reason. I felt in my life from different instances that that came from that childhood thing and just in, in general in some ways but along the line people didn't notice but you know what I think what's the, the biggest dis- destroyer of that and I realized it the mind was playing when you're on emotion and everybody's on emotion and you don't temper those emotions, you begin to think like everybody else and that's what entangles you. And the fact of the matter is, I had to do the work of untangling myself because what I realized is that it's nothing wrong with me. There was nothing I needed somebody to see. I didn't need to, I, I, I didn't, you know, in, in, in You know, I didn't need to have that like that in order to express myself in such a negative way. So I've I've tempered myself even more so to to reflect and, and realize that even doing this show is totally different from what I was doing before because I've learned to step back and be mindful about my life and not let emotions of others or myself get the best of me. So I acknowledge those feelings. I acknowledge those emotions, not to the whole wide world, to myself. Have a long sit down and meditate on myself and acknowledge that and improve where I need to. And I do. I've done it. I believe in doing that. I feel so much better. Once we understand how they're trying to help us, we can use our emotions and subconscious to powerful tools. Oh, yes. And one of the biggest accelerations of our success We'll take a deep dive into how we can leverage this tool in what I call the uh, exposition stage. (laughs) Exposing yourself. Wow. I hope you enjoyed it so far. Exposing yourself. That means, you know what that word is? Vulnerability. But a lot of times, I, I will say this, a lot of the, the, the emotions that you feel are not sometimes your emotions. They're not. It's, it's misperceptions. And if you are aware of yourself, you'll, you'll see it for what it is, a misperception. And you won't buy into it. That's why some of the things I was doing, I was doing out of what people were misperceiving about Uh, gender, race, social issues, social this, that, and the other. That infected me. That infected me. 
And I had to do the work of re whatever I had to do to take back my power. I took control of myself, my peace, my joy, my happiness, anything and everything I needed. And choose to be happy for me. For me. Not to be part of the whole, just to say I'm part of the we crowd. And lose myself. And lose myself. Oh my God. The person I most value the most. The person I, I need the most is myself. My self-worth. My being. But that is what the outside world, I mean, it presses upon you. Just like the, this the situation with the pandemic, everybody was going on emotion. And it was dangerous too. Just like anything else that just comes out like that. And before you know it, if you're not a temperate person and you don't know how to deal with your emotions, you get scooped right up into the mess. And I tried, I honestly, I did, and I did. I said, I, I took a leave of absence from social media. Let me tell you something, I do not do social media anymore. I'm, new, I'm doing it again because I'm ready to do it again. And it wasn't because of, of, of what I was doing, what I was, the meaningful work I do, but it's because of the other things that try to play havoc. And I was trying to, okay, just, you know, move that out the way. That's not me. That's not me. That's, you know, and remove myself from people constantly saying. To remove myself from people saying things like, oh, we are all in this thing together. We are all alike. That became dangerous, a dangerous weapon to me. Because I myself wanted to move away from that and don't get entangled with that and just see life my life, just for me, what I need to do, what I choose to do for Annette, for my family, for myself, for me, but for me first. I'm making decisions based on what is the best, what's in the best interest of myself. When the world caves, when everything goes awry, what does Annette Thomas, what does Annette, this, this person, that you're listening to on the other end. What does this human being desire more than anything else? Is to be happy, to be in control of my life. So when things get out of control in the world, I, I put on those armor things, protect myself from losing control. A rightly ordered life, that's what I want. <laughs> You know, I don't want to be moved by emotion and no, and reaction. And I, I got away from everything. I said, I'm getting away from all this. And I distanced myself from all this to find myself again, make sure I'm okay. And making sure I'm seeing the difference between what is perceived and what is factual. What is misperception and what is factual. So that's how I've been. I, I'm, I'm, I'm that. That's my character. That's that's who I am. There's so many things that come up, and the first thing is everybody's reacting to it. You can react without knowing all the information. See, that's the first brain telling you that's how you react, and then the body, the second brain, goes right right with it too and says, "Okay, we'll go with that." 
You don't even take the time to even dissect that information to make sure that it's true. But that comes with practice. Because everything that you see or hear is not always factual. And then all of a sudden when you, you start to change in your thinking, you see things differently. The world is pretty much, pretty, pretty much good at uh, compartmentalizing people. The media does a good job of distorting truth. And if you're not um, experienced and have a strong mindset, you'll be tossed about to and fro every time something's being said that, that you take personally or that you allow yourself to take personally and offend you. That's why you have to keep those emotions in check. And regardless of your childhood, regardless of whatever you've experienced in life, nothing was ever rosy cheeky for any of us sometimes. But it's still your responsibility as an adult to do something about that. It is still your responsibility. Or, or not. You can choose not to. And be a wreck to the rest of the world and even your world. That's your choice. But don't come near me with that. <laughs> I mean that. Don't come near me with that. I'll check you. And I'm being real. I'll check you. In my way, I will check you. I'm saying it right now. Don't come near me with that. I will check you. Because I will point the four fingers you're pointing at your... I will, I will, I will literally say, hey, you're pointing... All, you see how many fingers you got in your hand? You're pointing the finger at one person. I will tell you, check yourself. You see where those other four fingers are pointing? Okay, then deal with that. And as, as Michael Jackson's song says, the man in the mirror, I'm asking him or her to make a change. That's your job. So, what else do I need to say? I'll finish that episode and uh, we'll be on to some more. We're going to expose some things next time. Excavation. <laughs> Excavation, digging deep, digging up some stuff. You know, I don't know of any other way to enjoy life. You know, I think if anything that life has taught me, and if it's anything that life has taught us in these past couple years, it's that life, time, is fleeting. It's fleeting. It's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. And if you are not living the life that you think you're supposed to have, then the question is, what are you going to do about it? Nothing's guaranteed. I made, I made the decision to live my life with no regrets, and I'm not holding any emotion back. I don't have that time like that anymore. And I'm glad I don't have it. I'm glad I'm living in a way that expresses myself and just... I can be myself because I'm happy with myself. I'm very pleased with me. I can enjoy alone time for hours. <laughs> I love it. I love alone time. 
But I won't change who I am. I've accepted myself. I'm me. And I wouldn't be doing this show or this type of show if I didn't. There's a whole lot of love, a whole lot of self-love, a whole lot of worth in this. And I don't need anybody to validate that. I do a good job of validating it myself. But it's nice to know that uh, there are a lot of people out there that are edge walkers. They're respectful people, loving people, you know, people that just really there, you know, this just living their best selves. <laughs> it's a wonderful, wonderful life when you meet people like that. So, it is. So until next time, visit the website. Check out uh, the Digital Vibe Network at www.thedigitalvibe.com. And um, you might be seeing a, a press release that's uh, out there on the Digital Vibe Network. It also has a website, digitalvibenetwork.com. So check. It's the same thing. But I also have a music website. See, I'm not, I was doing a podcast with music, but I'm doing this. This is, this is, this is what I do. This is what I do more so than anything. But I was doing, I enjoy doing it, you know, just having some music. But you know what? Check this out. You're still going to get music. Yes, you are. At the beginning and the end of every episode, you're going to get some smooth jazz music. Because I'm, I'm all about the music. <laughs> yeah, it was therapy for me when I needed it. But you know what? It's pure enjoyment and pure bliss for me. I love it. So you'll get some of that with, with, uh, with each episode. So you can have your cake and eat it too. And um, that's what the vibe is all about. To inspire, to educate you, to entertain you. And to get you to... Uh, Make decisions about your life and where you want to go. See you next time on The Vibe.